0: Today we're going to talk about the value of doing community research before your church or ministry makes any kind of big decisions. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey heroes, my name is Tom Pounder. This is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is a podcast where I bring in ministry leaders and we talk about how we can be more effective in this very digital and online world we're living in today. And today my guest is Tammy Burdick. Tammy is a co-founder and a researcher at Firm Foundations Marketing, and she's based out of Roanoke, Virginia, well, that area, uh, which is close to me, well, kind of close to me, uh, where I live in uh, Northern Virginia. And Tammy and I actually met via Twitter and through a friend, Jeanette Yates, as I meet a lot of friends <laughs> through Jeanette Yates, but uh, Tammy and I talked about that a little bit in the interview. But Tammy and I talked today about the value of doing research in your community before you're making a decision in your church, uh, in your ministry. We realize that churches have a lot of decisions that they're gonna need to make uh, throughout the lifespan of their church or their ministry. And there is value, tremendous value in doing research, in particular community research, so you can best serve your community the way you need to as a church. And so I'm really excited to have Tammy on because I've never really talked about this. We've never had a conversation about doing research and the value of that. So I'm really excited to have Tammy on. But before we do that, I do want to highlight at The Church Digital, we have a whole podcast network that is going on. It's not just me. It's not just Jeffrey. We have a variety of other voices out there. And if you want to learn about digital tools and you want to learn about how to do ministry more effectively on this very digital world... Don't just listen to my podcast or just podcast. There are other podcasts in the Church Digital Podcast Network that I would love for you to check out. So go to thechurch.digital, check out the podcast network there, and learn all about how you can be doing ministry more effectively today in this world that we're living in. All right. So without any further ado, let's get into my conversation right now with Tammy Burke talking about doing research and the value of that for your church. All right. With me right now is Tammy Burdick. Tammy, how are you?
1: I'm great, Tom. How are you doing?
0: I am doing great, and I'm glad you're on the podcast with me. Uh, um, I think you and I met. I think on a Twitter Space. Um, yes. or I started following you from a Twitter Space that uh, Jeanette Yates was doing. Is that correct? That's
1: correct. Okay. Yes. I can't even remember what it was about. I think it was something about Jeanette and um, another one of her Twitter friends
0: Yes.
1: stepped away from a podcast.
0: Yeah, and Megan so Howard, we were... yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and then- Here we uh, are. Uh, how, how long have you known Jeanette?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, We have worked um and been champions of Texan Church as a company- for probably the duration of my little company so it's it's from foundations marketing um is the name of our agency um and we found text and church along the way and it was just it's just a great platform and then i got to know jeanette because she's just awesome yeah and we you know we have yet to meet in person when jeanette one day we're gonna meet yeah uh, but <laughs> We've just been friends on, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and professionally and personally. And yeah, no. So that, that's how you and I met is because you met.
0: Well, no. I, and seriously, I love Twitter. Twitter is my favorite. Hopefully, you'll say Twitter is your favorite as well, but I can't guarantee that. Um, but enjoy
1: Enjoy it. I enjoy it.
0: Jeanette and I have known each other for years too, and I've never met her in person. Um, and but I've met a bunch of other of my Twitter friends in person, so I owe it to Jeanette that one day that we're going to have to meet in person. Um, so, yeah. Hey. Um, okay. So, talk to me a little bit now. We're again, we just started to get to know each other, um, and so, but this is the first time on my podcast. So, tell everyone a little bit about what you do and how you got started in that.
1: Sure. Um, So I uh, co-run, co-own Firm Foundations Marketing. Uh, We will be celebrating four years this March. Um, And what we do is uh, there is a disconnect um, that we we were seeing early on between what churches were saying and, and the messages that people were receiving. So whether that, you know, there's been talk about you know, irrelevancy or, you know, all of those different buzzwords that have been around the last last several years. Um, and what we came to realize over time um, was not really having a good handle on what was going on with the people, not just inside their church, but outside their church, mm-hmm. especially with churches um, that have been around for a long time. I mean, there's, you know, you, you know, we're both in Virginia. So yeah. there's a lot of churches here that have been been around yes. for a long time and the communities have have changed drastically and that's true for both rural and and urban and suburban churches and so helping them to understand um, how the community is today yep. and what's going on um, with it what real needs and struggles people have because when you understand what's going on in their personal lives in their homes um then then you can you can meet those needs you can talk with them you can pray with them a lot more effectively um and just be able just to serve them in ways that really really matter yeah Um, especially now churches you know they have you know so many different ways that they want to be able to serve and trying to to decide like with limited resources with limited volunteers and limited staff um what you know which direction that we go do we go in and so sometimes just knowing that the bigger needs of the community and being able to discern that is incredibly helpful
0: yeah that that's awesome you've actually given a great segue into what we're talking about today you're welcome (laughs) there you go um and again if if anybody's looking for information about tammy and firm foundations uh she's going to talk a little bit more about it at the end we'll also include all the links in the show notes so just make sure you check on the show notes but we're going to talk about community outreach and um, understanding the community and why that's so important today and how you can do that So talk to me a little bit about that. You've already kind of hinted to some of it already, but why is doing the research on your community and your audience so important?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, for a lot of years, it was, it was church growth was the big thing. And I still think that the church growth and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus is an important thing. Um, But I think for a while, we're kind of figuring that out a little bit. Um, It was, that there wasn't as much attention paid to, in some churches, to church depth and trying to understand both, you know, you have to do both. You have to understand both the community outside as well as your community of, of people um, inside. Um, and so you wanna grow both deep and wide, ever like deep and wide? Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. Um, you wanna be able to understand everything that's going on um, so that you can have help. You know, the healthy, strong roots of your people inside you know, what is it that your older generations are dealing with? Like, you know, what do they, are they seeking to serve? Are they, do they want to talk with someone? You know, what is, what is going on there? Uh, what are families dealing with? Um, there's a lot of like sandwich care going on right now where you've got families that are taking care of older relatives as well as their own kids. Is that something that's a major issue? Um, and then that, that also changes from community to community. Yes. You know, we work with churches all across the country, and every single one of those churches is dealing with something different purely because of the environment that they live in. So you can't necessarily say, "Oh, this one thing is going to work because it worked at this church elsewhere." It may not necessarily work at your church, in your community, with your particular makeup of of people. So really, having a hand on what it is that people need um, yeah. is, is, okay. gonna, is a is a foundational peace yeah before you go forward
0: i'm so glad you hit on that because i think it's really easy for us that we're we're in this copycat world we live in what what works in one place we're like well it's got to work in my place because we're it's just it's gonna work but the reality is it doesn't always work what's happening in california is different than happening in texas in different in ohio and virginia Mm -hmm. it's all different so you have to know and understand your community
1: uh, so that you
0: can best serve it. And again, I, I like too that every church is different. You know, some yeah. churches have a different target audience Absolutely. than other churches. And so you really have to know and understand your community really well.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We we often tell churches that we work with, we could do the same community study um, for two different churches, but because of the makeup of their congregation, we could come up with different findings. Yeah. So it just, it, 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 there's so many nuances that that come to it i think we can all agree that social media is incredibly important but how a church uses that is going to really depend upon their audience and i think for you know for a, a long time it was really like was, let's just throw it up against the wall and see what sticks let's apply all the best practices Buy the graphics packs like all of those things help but if it doesn't resonate um then you don't really get anywhere. I was just reading the LifeWay Research released a study today saying that the number, the single biggest concern that pastors have is just apathy, the yeah. lack of interest. And yeah. that's exhausting.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Like, you know, I mean, we yes. both work in this space. Like there's nothing worse than putting your heart and soul into something and then it's crickets. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah being able to to know what it is that the people are are struggling with yeah or what it is that they care about and, and reaching out that way
0: so what what tools do you use do you have a set of tools or do you have a process that you go through when you're working with churches or ministry groups
1: yeah so i'll kind of walk through that real quick um we always um start off with a, with a scope meeting just to get an idea of um, how, how big is the problem? How complex is the problem? Is it something a little bit simpler? And then, and then we go from there. Um, we've helped church planters. We have helped churches, like I said, like traditional churches getting to reconnect with their communities. We've been successful um, doing that. Um, you know, helping churches figure out like what's next when they're looking for a, a pastor. You know, what what is, what is the church need right now? Um, and what are some of the things that we should be talking about uh, with the pastor? So um, that's kind of the that scope uh, portion. and then from there, I'm using the tools at our resource. So um, probably one of um, our favorite tools, at least my favorite tool, um <laughs> is uh, with a group called Mission Insight. Um, and so basically, you know, in in marketing parlance, it's household segmentation. Um, and it's it's a really rich, valuable tool um, that allows us to uh, go beyond demographics and to be able to see um, their lifestyle, what's important to them, uh, but also get into their religious beliefs, um, what they have questions about, um, how strongly they hold beliefs, um, you know, all across the scale. Um, And so being able to figure out what does that look like? um, Do people, you know, like big, clean, like postmodern spaces with lo- lots of technology? Or is that gonna, like, you know, freak people out in your community? Or if there's a specific group you're trying to reach, like what kind of environments? You know, and that's really helpful if there's a church that's trying really hard to reach a particular segment that happened with um, a church that we are working with, uh, where we are encouraging them to go for like a non traditional space. Yeah. Because they had a group of young adults in their surrounding community. There, where a traditional church space would be like a huge like no i don't want to go into that space but if i'm in like a kind of a regular environment then their guard goes down and they're able to have those conversations so it's it's pretty incredible and then you know surveys interviews if we need something that's a little bit more nuanced
0: okay so let me ask you this question have you have you encountered a church or a ministry group that you've worked with before that had like a specific target in mind or a target audience in mind. And then after working through the process with you, they thought, okay, our direction, where we wanted to go or where we thought we wanted to go is not where we needed to go. And they kind of did a change of pace or a kind of a 180 of sorts.
1: Um, the one that I, that I just alluded to a little bit, they had an inkling that they needed to do something different. Yeah which is halfway there because if, you know, being already at a place of uh, like, okay, what, what we've always done like isn't working and we know we need to do something different, but what does that something different look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, what you're referring to is if I'm understanding correctly is, is they need to go in a completely different direction. Yeah. What they've been doing. Yeah, that has, that has not happened yet, but I anticipate at some point that it will. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a part of the hard conversations that we um, that we have with churches is sometimes you know you have to let go of of what you used to do. Mm-hmm. if the mission is to reach this particular group to minister the, to this particular group, all the other stuff is shouldn't be as essential yeah. yeah as it as it once was, and so being able to let go so that you can do. ministry and the service that's necessary which is hard i mean i come at that as a a ministry leader as a church leader myself and being able to say like okay this isn't necessarily as important yeah yeah how
0: has how again this wasn't one of the questions i kind of gave you in in advance but how (laughs) how has the um how has covid changed things in the processes maybe that you've walked through with with Have they, have they changed at all, or are churches looking for different things in the churches that you've worked for?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, when, when COVID first hit, it was kind of, it was chaos. Um, one of the first things that we did was put out a piece just to advise leaders on how to stay calm through COVID. Like, what is it that people need? <laughs> like, that was literally what we called it, was like calm. Like, this is, this is what people need, just a quick communications piece. Um, because that was a crisis of a magnitude that we've never dealt with in our lifetime. Um, and you know, some the ones who were able to kind of adapt, I don't want to really say like adapt. But, you know, they've been able to adjust a little bit more more easily were the ones that had a closer understanding of their communities, of their, of the people that lived around them, the ones um, that, that struggled the most. Um, it was either just accepting kind of what was going on and what it was that, that people needed.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, or it was just a lack of resources. I mean, it was, you know, structurally the burnout is, is real and it's a problem and it's, 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 it's a lot. people are dealing with a lot our pastors are dealing with a lot and there have been more than a handful of conversations where that has been the subject yeah of the conversation has just been i just i'm just exhausted i'm just tired
0: is there anything you coach them with when they when they tell you that (sighs) or or how do you encourage them in the the churches
1: yeah it, it depends on on the situation Um, I know that a lot of, you know, the conversations, when they happen one-on-one, a lot of them, they tend to be handled by my business partner, Tyler Harden. (laughs) Fantastic. He has a lot of those direct reports. I do a lot of the writing and the research, Mm -hmm. um, but he's got a great listening ear. And sometimes, um, you know, they say, you know, uh, leadership at the top is lonely.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think, um, that's especially true um for our pastors and our church leaders it's doubled on top of the time during a pandemic when there's a lot of social isolation just in general yeah um so i think it's like if anything administrative like you just want to listen first and so that's the first thing we try to do is is listen to what it is that they're trying to say there's nothing worse than when you're grappling with something difficult and then someone is just like okay that's enough like i'm just going to tell you what to do yeah, <laughs> you know?
0: yeah.
1: You know, and so just trying, trying to listen and it's, you know, there's just trying to figure out like what, what is the best resource for them Mm -hmm. is, is there um, a Facebook group that we know of that can be helpful? Do we have a mutual connection? Um, A lot of it is just, just staying in touch with them, Mm -hmm. letting them know that, that we care about them. just as individuals as people yeah um so because there's no there's no one there's i wish there was one thing tom
0: (laughs) no i I, listen i'm i'm a i'm a online pastor student pastor myself yeah it's just like it has been challenging and i think as you know again we're talking about doing community research and looking at your audience Mm -hmm. and what you're doing but it's important to know who the pastors are and who the ministry people, are and what they're going through, so I imagine mm-hmm. that's part of your process as you kind of go through stuff with them.
1: Yeah, we always we always ask, you know what has this been like for you? Yeah. you know, get a temperature check on on them, you know what are they how are they doing, how is their staff doing? Because um, sometimes they're doing fine, yeah, and sometimes they're not.
0: Yeah, most and, of the time yeah. they're not they're just faking it they're, they're totally just faking it. Just yeah.
1: Um,
0: okay. <laughs> okay. So as you kind of work through this process with them, what uh-huh. what other steps do you go through with them to kind of walk through this?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that we set out to do, especially when we when we decided to do the research route, um, and and really just focus in on that, um, is not just hand them a report in a fancy binder that says, "Here's the research."
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I come from a background. Both of us do of of, t- of doing the research and then applying it. So that is that's the that's the next part of of that process is um, either a lot of it is virtual, um, but you know if it's if it's close enough or if it makes sense, then we'll we'll show up in person and to be able to um, explain the workshop the 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 research in, in a workshop setting to be able to say, this is what it is, this is how we can apply it. Um, And especially during that scoping meeting, actually figuring out like, what are your biggest challenges that you're you're either dealing with, your biggest goals are you trying to grow something or you're trying to fix something, let's figure out how we can apply this research to that specific thing Mm -hmm. that you're using so that it's actionable. The worst thing is for that research to sit in a file digital or otherwise, and never looked at again, it's too, it's too valuable. And once they start to figure out like how they can use it, then that sparks other ideas. Yeah. Um, but unless you're a data nerd, like you don't necessarily see the possibilities. Like I love it.
0: Wait, Wait. So would you consider yourself a data nerd?
1: Absolutely. I was thinking about this the other day. So the market research team that I initially was on earlier in my career um they gave me a nickname and a promotion of dj data
0: <laughs> nice nice <laughs> that is awesome
1: So yeah but you know the charts and and all the different ways of, of looking at it it's just i love it i yeah. love it but it, it's not enough to to love the numbers like you have to figure out like okay what do we do with this yeah. what is
0: this
1: what does this mean how can we apply it
0: Yeah, I'm just going to give a quick personal example, because I think the data is really important, is that um, I work at New Life Christian Church. We're in Chantilly, Virginia, Mm -hmm. and um, we were a mobile church, portable church for a really long time, Uh, and then we finally were able to to secure a building, and we actually bought an old Budweiser distribution center. It was 85,000 square feet, uh, and we're like, what are we going to do with this? And we kind of had a plan and an idea, but Mm -hmm. we... We don't know, I don't, uh, this was before I came on staff there, but they did a, they did a research and they did research mm-hmm. on what does the community want? What does the community need here? Mm-hmm. And we, we were envisioning this whole different plan and what the community mm-hmm. told us was that they wanted more indoor sports facilities because mm-hmm. there weren't enough of that. And so we thought we've got this huge building, let's mm-hmm. make basketball courts, indoor turf fields and a workout area and let's offer it to the community so that our church is open seven days a week
1: as a service
0: to the community. And it's been a huge blessing. We've been open for over 11 years now. Um, and, uh, it's just been a huge blessing to our community to be able to serve it in that way. But we use the research to be able to determine what the, what the community needed.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I know that area. So it's, it's grown a lot. Yeah. Um, and just the need, I mean, youth sports is, is big. Like, I don't think any youth pastor would argue with you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh can, can you come to group tonight? No, I got, I got this. Oh, it's oh, all, go all the time. So it's so Great. much different than when I was growing up. I mean, sure, but sure, yeah. Um, okay, so as you kind of work through the process, are there other tools or things that you utilize to help churches as they're, they're trying to learn more about their community and what's best to serve them?
1: Those are the biggest ones. Um, is doing the the um, the audience research. I think that you know that's a that's a, a nuance that I forgot to leave out. Um, is you know it's it's not just about knowing the community. Also knowing your your actual congregation um, as well. So being able to apply that same information um, to understand like you know to compare and contrast both both your congregation as well as um, the surrounding community, um, and that's, that's one of the, the biggest ones, um, being able to talk with people one-on-one, um, is incredibly insightful, yeah. um, so you can kind of go big with, with the research, being able to have those interviews, um, uh, to talk to people individually, to get, to hear their specific words, um, that's powerful, yeah, that's powerful, um, and so that's, like, one of the things that, I'll include towards the end is is how church leaders can do that because I actually strongly believe that even though that's, this is what I do on a regular basis and there's very specific ways to get the information you're looking for. I do think those are conversations that all church leaders should be having, regardless of whether their title is senior pastor or, you know, the, the volunteer who runs the greeting team. Like, it doesn't matter. Like you should, you should always be talking to people.
0: So, so you don't just talk to the main, the main pastor, board of elders. You talk to a variety of people within the church staff and the volunteers.
1: We can, we absolutely can. It really depends. Um, usually, the our main point of contact, um, if it's if it's not the senior pastor, then it tends to be um, like the communications director, but that a, if it's at a larger church. Um, but being able to talk with as many leaders as makes sense.
0: Yeah, and that make
1: and that's that's possible. Um, if you think about you know what it looks like for someone to go from a church guest to a committed, committed member, that, that that's a lot of teams. That's a lot of, of people that's involved yeah. all along yeah. the way. Um, and so you know when we're going through the the larger community research, being able to have as many people present as possible, so that everyone is hearing it. At the same time they're getting the different perspectives they're saying like oh like remember that thing that happened like with with a new gas? like could we do something in the parking lot help you know solve whatever problem and you can solve that problem like right there because everyone's at the table yeah. so and, you know at different stages we not we bring we bring different people in That's yeah cool. yeah
0: what how long is the process you take from maybe start to finish what, what what's the process look like in length
1: in length you know really that depends on on uh, being able to schedule the meetings
0: <laughs> okay that's good that's that's true that's true but i would
1: i would say you know if we're if we're talking about just doing the, scope, doing the research and having the workshops I mean, if we could fast track that and get that done within four to six weeks. Okay. Um, but for the most part and with most of the churches we've worked with simply because of, of meetings and scheduling and stuff. Yeah. You know, it tends to be closer to the three month mark, but not because I'm not like, what guys, yeah. let's go. I, it's just listen, how
0: life works I've been trying to schedule with you for a few weeks, and you're just like so busy so it's just like you know oh, you
1: copy you copy at my downtime of the year so there is it. that there let's is that but yeah yeah and then also you know we have a you know the smaller churches um you know if you've got your leaders have, have like a regular nine to five job yeah or if you have a pastor who's bivocational which does happen too.
0: Yep.
1: you know it but fast track it you know we can do that within four to six weeks but really the the thing i you know i i try to encourage our um our church leaders to, to keep an eye on is just like what's the next step and let's just get to that point and let's remember what it is that we're trying to get done here and that's something specific coming up you know we we try to keep that in mind yeah as well
0: well, I think what you do is awesome. I mean, because I, I think it's so important. And I think, again, as I just gave the example about my own personal church, without the research, we wouldn't know how to best serve our community. So I think that's really important about what you do. Um, as we wrap up, t- quickly tell me a little bit more about Firm Foundations and yeah. how you guys got started. And you know, what, 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 do you, what are you at now?
1: Yeah, so um, Firm Foundations Marketing started about four years ago. Um, Tyler and I have actually worked together for 15 years. Oh, wow. So we, <laughs> um, prior, prior to Firm Foundations, um, we worked in the newspaper industry. We worked for a large regional um, publisher down here in Southwest Virginia.
0: Wait, the Rono um, Times?
1: It, it was the Rono Times, yeah, yeah. So we worked, we worked together for a long time in a lot of different ways. Um, and then four years ago, we started uh, Firm Foundations. Um, with the intent of, of helping um, churches to, to better understand their surrounding communities so that they can transform lives. Um, and so that, that has been our mission. Um, and uh, the best way to, to probably get started with, with learning about what that can look like for your church is, would be to go, actually to go to ministryreset.com. Right. Um, and there uh, folks can download a guide um, just packed with with some of those questions that I talked about earlier, so it's it's fifty questions growing churches ask, um, and it's a way uh, it's it's it has questions just for different groups of people. You know whether you're talking to young interested in, in talking to young adults, you've got a young family in front of you. Um, you're you're talking to some of your older members of your church, and there's different things that people have going on in their, in their lives and digging into that a little bit, a little bit more. So like, we would love to be able to, to work with every church that listens to your podcast, but a great first step yeah, um, is, is to download that guide.
0: That's awesome. Okay. So ministryreset.com, I'll include it in the mm-hmm. link and um, uh, we'll, we'll share that. Um, <laughs> how, how, if someone was like, I got to follow Tammy now, I want to follow her. What's, what are your social platforms? that you're most on other than Twitter?
1: Yeah, to Twitter, I'm TH Burdick, which I know you'll include that um, in the show notes. The rest of our social platforms um, have been quiet because um, we've really been doing a lot of listening and talking um, to our, our our church leaders. Um, and so that's that's the most active place that we're at right now. Um, so, um, And then we have a, a send out a, an email at least once a week. Um, with helpful tips and information. Um, so today's um, email was all about looking at the copy that's on your website and a subtle tweak that you could make so that I have I have an email that goes out every week.
0: Wait, where is your email at? What, I mean, the, how do they sign up for the email?
1: Um, so there's two ways that they, they can do that. Um, if you um, get the guide, then you have the option of, of being on the email list. Great. So that's probably the easiest way to do it. Um, and I will get you the, our subscriber link um, after we hop off the podcast.
0: Perfect. That'd be awesome. Rather than
1: give you a big long URL oh, yeah, that yeah, people yeah, are like, wait, what did she say? Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes.
0: <laughs> that's good. Okay. Last question. Last question for you. Uh, are you a coffee or tea drinker? What's in the cup?
1: Oh well, right now it is tea because it is in the afternoon, and I've become my mother, and I cannot have super caffeinated drinks after after a certain time of day, which reminds me so much of her. Um, But first thing in the morning, it's coffee. Like I've got that coffee pot is preset. Tom.
0: okay, that's great. great. It
1: it is ready to go when I wake up.
0: Are you? are you yes. still black or do you put creamer or sugar in it too or what? Oh, I'm I'm a black coffee drinker. Good. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> well, Tammy, it was great having you on. I envision having you on more in the future. So um
1: That would this- be awesome.
0: This is great. Uh best of luck to you. Um and then uh, uh, we'll we'll catch up soon. Sounds good. All right. So what did you think? What what kind of c- questions or thoughts do you have? Right now, after hearing Tammy and I talk about this, there is, again, tremendous value here in doing research. It's just we got to do it the right way. And having someone like Tammy walk you through it or her marketing firm, Firm Foundations Marketing, walk you through it, it would be a very useful thing for you to do. And so she's giving you that uh, great guide that if you just go on her site, and again, I'm going to have all her links on the show notes. So if you just go uh, on her link and just start the process with her. She's gonna really really help you and your ministry. So I'm really excited for you to connect with her. She's been great to talk to you over the past few weeks, and so I think that doing research can have a tremendous impact in your church and your ministry for the long term. So I would strongly encourage you to do that. But if you got questions, you've got thoughts, if you've got experiences, uh, definitely hit me up on Twitter at ta pounder. I would love to. Kind of carry on this conversation with you, and Tammy would probably hop on this conversation as well because she's very active uh, on Twitter. So definitely go on there uh, and check it out and start. Let's continue this conversation online. All right, heroes. Well, that wraps it up for another Church Digital Sidekick podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, subscribe to this if you want to. Uh, it's on iTunes, it's on Spotify, it's on YouTube. There's lots of different opportunities for you to connect there. I would also encourage you to go to the Church Digital. Not just do we have the podcast network that I highlighted earlier in the show, but we also have some coaching, we have cohorts, and we have tons of blog posts out there that encourage you in your ministry today. So make sure you go to the church.digital today. All right, heroes, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and until next time, have a great one.